name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The day of Pentecost brings together rich symbols and metaphors of the life of grace into which we are called as followers of Jesus Christ. We're told that suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind. Those words should take our minds back all the way to creation, when the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. God also sent a wind from heaven to blow back the waters of the flood, restoring and renewing the earth so that Noah and his family could begin creation anew. When Moses and the Hebrew children stood on the banks of the Red Sea with the armies of the Pharaoh pressing upon them from behind, it was a wind from heaven that responded when Moses obeyed God's command and lifted up his hand. A wind coming from heaven is a sign of a metaphor that the creative power of God is on the move. And this morning, in our reading preserved from the very first days of our life in community with the risen Christ, the Spirit of God descends upon the disciples like the rush of a violent wind. When Luke uses the word disciples, that informs us that the Spirit descended upon not only Peter, James, and John, and the other remaining of the eleven. Disciples, as Luke uses the word, includes the extended family and friends and all the close followers of Jesus. Likely the sisters Mary and Martha were there. Maybe even their brother Lazarus was there. Perhaps Mary Magdalene was there, and maybe even the mother the sisters and the brothers of Jesus. In the same way that we understand all of the acts of God in our lives, that sound from heaven that sounded like a mighty wind was broad and expansive, sweeping up and changing the lives of everyone whom the Spirit encountered. Some of you may have read some of the writings of Eric Law, He's an Episcopal priest out in California. We use a lot of his uh, curriculum and uh, ways of seeing the church in the world here in the, in the Diocese of Texas. There used to be a magazine called The Other Side. It does, it's not in publication anymore. But Eric used to write for it. And Eric, in an article in that magazine, The Other Side, he points out that the gifts of tongues that we're told about in the reading today is only one half of the miracles of Pentecost. There's also the gift of the ear. The true miracle of Pentecost has two parts to combine to make the whole. Because not only did the disciples speak, the crowd listened and heard. And that's a miracle, frankly, the likes of which our world and our country and a great many of our churches are in much need of today. We don't have to look very far to come up with examples for the need of those twin miracles in our daily lives. Whether we choose to examine the political climate in our country today 
or consider our own families, our own places of work, our schools, or to bring it a little bit closer to home, even your common life together here at Christ Church, we're always in need of the lesson and example to learn better how to speak to each other with respect and equally to truly listen to each other with that same measure of respect. That's the twin miracles of Pentecost, the speaking and the listening. I would say uh, the world, which is a big thing, it's hard to get our minds around, so let's just forget the world for a minute and say our own lives are still in need of the miracle of rational, clear, and honest speech. And equally, in need of the twin miracle of rational, clear, and honest listening. That, perhaps, is just one of the many lessons that we could draw from the story of Pentecost. It's an incredible, important lesson for any church to have before them, as you, as you all are, beginning the first steps of a transition in your lives together. The lesson that within our life with God, that we can experience reality in a transformed way. Those disciples experience reality in a transformed way. Martha and Mary and Lazarus and Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Jesus, whoever was there with the disciples, they began to experience life through God in a transformed way. All those people that heard that lesson, the Phrygians, the Medes, the, I don't remember the list of all those countries, all those places, all those people there began to experience life in God in a transformed way. And we can too. And Christ's church temple can too. A reality where we can speak and listen in a way that brings us to unity rather than to division. A reality where the Holy Spirit brings new life and transformation. A reality where separation is transformed into union. A reality with fear of the other is transformed into welcome to those who are different than us. A reality where loneliness is transformed into community, where anger and resentment are transformed into love and celebration. The day of Pentecost challenges us to be ready for those winds from heaven, maybe violent winds from heaven, that always bring change and new life. They always bring change and new life. It's up to us, it's up to you, to be ready to acknowledge the presence of God when our hearts, our minds, and our souls are set ablaze with God's love. Because that's what the Holy Spirit has in mind when the Holy Spirit shows up. To be ready to speak and to be ready to listen. To be ready for the Holy Spirit to dwell and to live within us and Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, enlighten the dark corners of our living that we may clearly see Jesus as God's power to make all things new. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, empower our resolve to share the good news that all may share the peace of God in Christ Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, come make us instruments of your peace. 
than all the world that the city of Temple, that Christ Church may know the incomprehensible love of God in the powerful name of Jesus Christ.